Welcome to the activation phase. I'm JP, and today I'm joined by Tim. Hello. All right, awesome. We are nearing the end of the Age of Vikings. So we are doing the Yom's Vikings, a uh, mysterious faction of uh, Vikings, I guess. And uh, <laughs> they're, they tend to be the natural progression from after people play Vikings, then they go to Yom's Vikings because the uh, yeah. the models are just a little bit similar. Um, I, guess I mean, yes, they are just they're just another Viking faction, right? No, no offense here. Just if you have good-looking Vikings and a bunch of Hearthguard and warriors, then go straight into Yom's Vikings. Give them an extra shield, an extra axe, and you're done. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Even if you're, uh, I guess they're kind of like the transition from from Vikings, pagan Russ. Like they'll you'll normally go via the Yom's Vikings. Yeah, <laughs> they're uh, they're kind of midway, but basically they are uh, some semi-legendary Viking dudes who ended up on the Baltic Sea, basically kind of half mercenaries, half just pirates doing whatever they wanted to do. Um, and uh, they are kind of assumed to have a settlement um, now off the uh, right at the mouth of the Oder River. You can go visit the uh, the settlement in uh, it's in in Volin, Poland, right now. And um, there's actually a really nice reenactment uh, or reconstruction settlement of like the the. Uh, I guess Jomsburg. And every summer they have a gigantic reenactment battle with like various Viking reenactors just beating each other half to death on the field <laughs> outside uh outside the village. So it's actually really cool. You can um I think I can't remember what it's called, just YouTube Bolin Viking Festival, Jomsburg, something like that, and it'll come up and it's pretty intense. So And it seems now. pretty authentic if they if they beat each other half to death, right? That's that's like it's like halfway there. Sounds sounds pretty cool. Yeah, no, definitely. And like they're from what I understand, my limited knowledge of reenactment, you have like two different styles, like kind of like your Western European style, where you try not to uh, hurt each other too much, and then you have mm -hmm. like kind of like the Eastern style, where um, that that really doesn't apply, and you really go for it. <laughs> and you uh, <laughs> draw blood. So they're more of the the latter style. So I see. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty authentic. Also, it's a very nice uh, summer holiday location. So if you're looking somewhere to go, it's a, it's quite a nice place. Cool. All right. Now that we've uh, covered both your holiday options and uh, <laughs> your miniature options, let's let's get to the uh, the saga content. Yeah. All right. What can you tell me about the Yom's Vikings? Why are they so weird and so special? All right. So they have. Um, they just. They're just weird because they don't have levies. <laughs> That's the first thing. Yeah, they have only Hearthguard heroes and warriors. And then, of course, they have this extra resource that's called Wrath Tokens. And so, half the Battleboard abilities, they are basically a way of saying, I e you either let me do this... So, let's go. Let's take, let's take a step back. So, these abilities are, are split into into two sides, right? One of them, half of the abilities can give you wrath and the other half will take wrath to be, to, you know, you need to spend it to make the ability work. And the abilities that give you wrath 
it's not where you can where you can just directly get wrath from them but it says you can either um either activate this or your opponent can deny the activation and give you wrath instead so he makes you mad by saying no you don't get to do that and so that's the that's the whole idea you it's a kind of a management of uh battleboard resources and just uh yeah it's I think it's a very interesting, interesting game inside a game, inside of a game, because this is just um, being able to do the wrath tokens right usually uh, makes or breaks a uh, Yom's Viking game, and so this is uh, a huge part of this, and it's definitely pretty weird. Yeah. Also, good to mention that your wrath tokens kind of get carried from turn to turn, so it's not like you use right. them at the end of your turn. And there's also no limit to how many you can yes. build up. So you can really choose when to uh, when to use them uh, for like one strike if you actually if you actually get them or not. Um, but yes, it's um, kind of a weird mechanic. Probably one of the I think the only one of its sort in uh, uh, in uh, in Saga at the moment, maybe Gorilla Markers kind of like it, but nothing where you actually have a, you actually give your opponent like a choice of what they would, yeah, yeah, what they would rather have done to them, basically. And the usual, the usual conversion rate with these abilities is uh, one, one die for two wrath. So uh, that's. That's about how strong the wrath is supposed to be, and I think, as we see in the later abilities, that is actually how strong the wrath is. So let's move on to the equipment options. I will. Uh, it's a relatively simple one. You have a little bit more options than what you do with the the Vikings themselves. But so for your both your warlord and your hearthguard and your warriors, you can either choose not to have any special equipment, or uh, you can choose to have heavy weapons on every or. On either one of those, uh, right. one of those three options. So that that's basically it. Nothing else. Either no equipment or heavy weapons. Nice and simple. Sounds good. So, uh, talking about nice and simple, are the the basic abilities nice and simple, JP, or is there something different here? Oh, they are a little bit different. The oh uh, yeah. yeah, obviously they don't have any levy activation. Basic activation thing. Yeah. So instead of um, so your your hearth guard and your heroes are as usual, and instead of your levies, you have something called appeal to the gods using an uncommon. So this is an activation where you spend one to three wrath tokens, and then for each each token that you spent, you can take one of your available saga dice and then roll it and place it on your battle board. So this is also in. Uh, guess in the activation phase as well so pretty interesting the combat bonus is also different so again you uh, as with all combat bonuses you can place any of the dice fa facings however uh, here you can either uh, if you play the combat bonus you get two dice of your choice so either attack or defense dice or your opponent can choose to give you one wrath token basically so it's down to your opponent however so that's the kind of the first time that the the wrath mechanic rears its head here, and <laughs> then um, the where normally the activation pool uh, is located, you have something called Fury of the Pagans using an uncommon. 
This is again an activation ability. So activate up to three of, or sorry, activate up to three of your units. Each activation can be canceled by your opponent if they give you one wrath token. So quite a little bit different from the usual. But anyway, let's move on to the advanced abilities. Right, let's get right into the first one. And it's a brutal one. It's called Punishment. It's an activation reaction that takes a rare. Trigger this ability after an activation ability has been triggered, but before it is resolved. The Saga ability is cancelled or you gain four Wrath tokens. Your opponent chooses which. So as a Central European tournament player where the ages are mixed, uh, and I play Hans a lot. This is my worst nightmare because this cancels the multi-activations and all the juicy, juicy multi-activations that you have on on the battle boards um, or basically any any just any ability that says it's an activation can be canceled by this and there's, there's definitely a bunch of very, very good ones. Um, even some ones that don't actually activate the, the unit to do anything special but just takes uh takes away fatigue or whatever and so yeah this is this is brutal and if you put that rare here uh the your, your high value activation one-off abilities on the other battle balls definitely definitely suffer a lot i think this one also helps because since you don't have levies um you normally see yom's viking warbands being smaller in terms of number of units than a lot of other uh, other warbands out there. This helps you kind of even even the playing field uh, since they can't out-activate you as easily and, and kind of run circles around you. So I think this one's pretty yeah. powerful. Also very annoying. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the next one is um, a storm arises. And here you can use either uncommon or a rare. This is an activation ability. So remove a fatigue from one or two separate units or gain two wrath tokens. Your opponent chooses which. So this is a um, very good, um, good way, uh, especially if you combine it with Fury of the Pagans as well to move up your warband um, quite quickly with the multiple activations, and then also play this to remove the fatigue. Since you're not, uh, you're not resting, this is not something you have to do at the, at the beginning. You can actually just do it during your activation phase itself after you've done something. So it's pretty powerful. And then also the Wrath tokens themselves, always a nice little bonus, uh, which you can use later on in the board uh, for some other shenanigans. So overall, I think I've, I've actually seen this one being played quite a lot, either kind of after oh, yes. a... Yeah. A melee or something to charge again or to prepare yourself for the next uh to be countercharged, something like that so pretty powerful yeah it's 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 really good also to keep your warlord safe and just i mean there's no reason to put the rare here but the uncommon and i know the uncommon is really like you, you really need not need a lot of uncommons to run this board probably so it's 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 always tough but still this ability gets played all right, next one is Armor of the Pagans. It's melee or shooting reaction. It takes a common or an uncommon. Your opponent chooses whether your unit's armor is increased by one or you gain two wrath tokens. So yeah, this is the, um, the, the good old 
uh, get 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 more resilient or gain wrath. I think this is especially good on Hearth God, of course. I think we've talked about it a lot. The higher the armor, the better it is to increase it by one. Um, and so this is good, and the good thing is it takes a common, but I think it's less played than some of the other abilities on here. Yeah, definitely. I think also if you decide to go the um, the heavy weapon route, this is very useful as well because all you've got your warriors are just going to be armor 3 in melee, etc. So this gives them a little bit of a boost as well. Um, just to be just that little bit more survivable. Yeah. So the next one is Home Gang. This is a melee ability and using again either a common or an uncommon. So here, this is the first time you actually get to spend a wrath token. So here, spend one to six wrath tokens. For each token spent, gain one attack or one defense dice. For each die granted, your opponent must discard a die of the same type. This is, um, yeah, pretty pretty intense. I don't think I've ever had anyone play it with like six uh, wrath tokens on me, but even, uh, but even yeah, like this is a surprisingly good way of both boosting your own aggressiveness and reducing your aggressiveness aggressiveness sorry of your opponent at the same time like it's just pretty pretty gross in terms of uh being able to do a lot of damage and then be incredibly survivable especially with your heavy weapon guys as well so i think this one is very tasty and it's kind of the the first time um also you see like you don't want to give your opponent that much wrath because it gets <laughs> Yeah, it gets pretty nasty very quickly. And this one isn't even like the best use of Wrath, um, as we'll see later on the board. So it's a it's a good taste of what is to come here. And I think this one's also the ability that usually usually just gets put on to just show your opponent you really don't want to be giving me Wrath. Because um, in combination with other abilities on here that say basically you get attack dice, uh, or or you or you can gain wrath if your opponent decides so. Uh, gaining the, these attack dice just seems as the opposing player to the to the Yom's Vikings just seems less brutal because uh, they just gain attack dice. But here, if they spend the wrath for it, they gain attack dice and you lose them. So it's like double value, and so it's the the mind game of does it make sense to give them attack dice and if it just they have to spend another ability but they will have uh the this melee will be more powerful it's just it's just ugh, it's it's a, it's a tough fight in your own head <laughs> i think also here the um the defense dice part you just need to be aware that um you actually have to have like bonus defense dice or something available at that time to be able to that's remove right, yeah. them as well. So for if you're playing the Scots or something, that's not going to be an issue if they're playing their combo. Um, but yeah, a lot of times like you don't tend to get gigantic amounts of, of bonus defense dice to begin with. So I think I've, most of the time I've seen people just removing or gaining uh, attack dice uh, from this and then removing attack dice from your opponent. Um, rather than the defense, uh, kind of like the more defense route, right? Yeah. 
let's go into the next one. It's called Nordic Tempest. It's an activation ability that can take any die facing. It says, resolve a shooting attack against an enemy unit with three bonus attack dice, or gain two wrath tokens. Your opponent chooses which. No saga ability can be triggered during resolution of this shooting attack. This, and of, again, there's no reason to put the rare here, this ability, and I'm sorry for cursing, is so ass. I hate it so much, it's so fucking good, uh, but as, an, as, as the, the, the opposing player's ass, of course, I should say. Um, this is just, it, it, this messes with, um, with army construction a lot, because I think some players, me included, tend to put like little six packs of levies or four packs of warriors down, um, to make sure their big units are supported by more saga dice. And so this just puts a big fuck you on that, because, uh, giving your opponent wrath just hurts so much. But losing a Saga die, or potentially losing a Saga die because you can't play defense dice, just also hurts a lot. And then, of course, this is uh, the age of uh, Vikings, and so there's a bunch of factions with, or a few factions, I should say, with Hearthguard on uh, on horses. Yeah, mounted which, Hearthguard, this sucks so much. Which hate this, they hate this ability. And then the same is true, of course, for... Uh, when you when you combine this with crusades or invasions, uh, there's a lot more mounted hard god, and it's this is just this is I think you play this every turn and it's brutal every turn. Yeah, I think I've I've never not had this played on me every turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, like it's just so incredibly good. You can like there's no range whatsoever. It's just anywhere on the board, you can just decide to, uh, to delete kind of like the two or three guys hiding in a corner um, yeah. or, or kind of go like, yeah, the, the five or four or five warriors with like three fatigues and you can't be bothered to charge them. But this is like the perfect thing just to knock knock down a, um, a saga dice. But yes, this is, uh, this is brutal. Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty pretty small, right? Three, three attack dice seems like, ugh. Yeah, that's okay, but like, pfft. yeah, yeah and of course, you normally chip. Yeah, you normally chip away like one, like a mounted hearth guard or something like that, and that's a pretty good trade if you're putting down a common. Um, yeah, like, and you're not risking like, anything of your own. You're not even risking a fatigue. Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> I think they should uh, ban this, but that's fine. But yeah, this is a. Uh, this is basically like one dice goes on here for your uh, for your Elm Vikings. So. Absolutely, yeah. Anyway, once we've uh, we've gone, this is kind of like the pinnacle I feel of the Elm Vikings board and their signature move. They hate it a lot. But, yeah, go ahead, please, please. Let's let's keep going. I want to be gone. Be no, not yeah. gone, but I want to keep on going. All right. So the next one is also uh, using any of the three dice facings. So this is called Pagan Faith. This is a melee or shooting reaction. So gain three attack or defense dice or gain two wrath tokens. Your opponent chooses which. And this one, if you use a rare, you can resolve it a second time. So Oof. pretty intense. Oof. Oof. So I actually think this is the only one where you actually get a bonus for your rares. Uh, on this board, so that's an yeah. interesting, interesting tidbit. But um, yeah, I think this one's normal. Like even the common putting common down on this is really good. 
just like the uh, just the defense dice as well. It combines well with the um, um, the heavy weapon guys, just to make them so survivable. And putting down a rare and getting potentially either six attack or six defense dice is insane. Um, and uh, I, I must admit, I have. I have traded like the two wrath tokens for this ones, especially if you're trying to delete a unit or something and they're just loading up uh, with a rare like two times. I have f- fallen to like the temptation of just being like, no, you're not doing it this time. Take the wrath <laughs> and then you regret it. But anyway, it's um, it's a good one. I think this one's norm, like probably after Nordic Tempest, I probably see this one also quite often being put down. Yeah, of course. This is this is. I think this is the go-to. Taking any saga die just makes it playable every turn, and then this is just a good trade. Like the rare on here is just really, really, really good because a rare for six attack dice, I think, is quite rare. That's like goth or hun levels of of powerful. Especially, it's definitely a lot better than the other Viking factions can have. Like, um, and so the yeah, man, it's just. <laughs> This ability just it. This is the workhorse, I think, of uh, generating wrath tokens because, as you said, the temptation to just go fuck you. You're not taking six attack dice again, uh, is just pretty high. Yeah, and then you obviously regret it later on as the opponent of the Yom's Vikings. But we'll get to that. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. It's called Yom's Borg, with an with an O, but I guess that's okay because. They're Vikings. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it takes an uncommon or a rare. And it's a melee ability that says spend one to six wrath tokens. For each token spent, you may reroll two dice during this melee. Each reroll allows you to reroll one attack or one defense die. I think this is the ability I've seen played the least because the. The other wrath token abilities, like I think people realize that giving you the like the Yom's Waking player wrath is pretty dangerous, and so it's, it doesn't happen a lot here in our community. And when when it happens, it's usually not for Yomsburg. Um I, 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 I guess it's a, it's a good reroll, but I'm not sure. What do you think? Yeah, I I agree. I don't think I've actually seen this one played very often. I can't remember the last time it was played against me. Um, if you get your your wrath tokens as the Yom's Viking, you normally put it on one of the other ones which are coming up uh, on the right hand side of uh, of the board. Um, so maybe I should move on to the next one. So this yes, one please. is using just a rare. It's called Hammer of Thor, which is a melee ability. So this is for heroes only. So you spend one to four wrath tokens. For each token spent, inflict an extra hit on the enemy unit or cancel a casualty suffered by your unit. All tokens must be spent on the same effect. I think I've seen this one um, actually not not that often. I think the kind of the combination of having to uh, put a rare on it and then also having wrath tokens at the same time makes it a little bit difficult to pull off. Um, I do actually think I, I may have had Timo play against me with his uh, Warlord on my Warlord with the, some automatic hits. Um, so I think that's probably been like a, like an auto delete of my uh, of my Warlord. But again, <laughs> not like I, I haven't seen it very often. I must admit. 
Yeah, I agree. I think the yeah the the rare is usually spent elsewhere, and then the wrath tokens are usually spent elsewhere as well, and also for all only for the hero. Yeah, I'll just go right into the next one, and it's, and it's an FAQ'd one, and it's definitely a powerhouse, and it makes the 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 Yom's Viking player and the opponent and the miniatures sing. So it's called Song of Steel, and it's a takes a common for an activation ability. It's, it says, spend 1 to 6 Wrath Tokens. Activate that many friendly units to move. They count as armed with javelins until the end of the turn. These activations do not generate fatigue. It's just... Man, at the, at the, at the top right it says, Fury of the Pagans, activate up to 3 units. Three of your units, each, each activation can be cancelled by your opponent if they give you Wrath. And then this is, is usually uh, in the same... Like, opponents usually put this... Uh, down here together with Song of Steel or down together with Song of Steel because yes, you can cancel it and yes, that's fine but then their activation will be without fatigue and they can throw the javelins at you and this no fatigue move through this is so, so powerful for the Yom's Vikings because that just, you know the in combination with a storm rises that can remove fatigue and the top right Fury of the Pagans is just it just makes sure that these guys will move a lot without having a ton of fatigue on them, and it's super powerful. What do you think? Yeah, I think if you're um, also if you're playing against the Yom's Viking with a mounted faction, this makes them really unpredictable. As soon as you give them a a token, they can basically just mm -hmm. run up within medium, start javelining your your mounted warlord uh, or your mounted warriors or something to death really quickly. Um, yeah, basically they don't get fatigued, so they don't mind extending themselves either. So all in all, pretty nasty. Also, they, um, I guess the, the downside, or I guess, kind of depends on how you see it, but like uh, the downside or the upside, depending on how you play it, is that they do have the javelins until the end of their turn. Um, but yeah, I think maybe only with like Normans or something like that, where you can... Do you counter charge in with the Normans? I'm trying to remember what they what activation reactions they have. I th um, I think they do have one, but I'm not super super sure. But I think they have one. But I yeah, or or they point. can run away. But like I'm, maybe I'm confusing it with like the Polish where you can actually counter charge. But um, I think that's maybe like the only downside where you can actually see. Um, oh, sorry, the Welsh because you can counter charge them and then yeah, they the Welsh get definitely their, can. Yeah, yeah. Welsh yeah, the Welsh can. So I'm probably thinking about them. Um, so that's a that's a good counter because then they have the like none of the benefits of the javelins and only the downsides. Yeah, you're um, right. You're right. The Normans can't. The Normans. You're right. It's only the Welsh. Yeah. So with with the with that small exception, this one this ability is just so good. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's and I think it's probably the first one that gets. Um, like you said, it, there's always a, a dice on here, and as soon as they get a a a wrath token, like yeah, this like you just hear like the motor starting up and be like, okay, it's song of steel time. Yeah. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be a bad yeah. time. And then yeah, and then after after like the turn where the song of steel gets played, normally you're like, oh, I uh, suddenly I'm missing half of my uh, half my warband, or why are all my mounted guys dead right now? Stuff like that. So. <laughs> Definitely a uh, a very very powerful uh, ability and a very good reason not to give them wrath. 
I agree, absolutely. All right, let's go into the last ability. I think it's yours. Yep, yeah, it's my turn. So this is the only two dice ability. So this requires a uncommon plus a rare called Legends. This is a orders ability. So spend six Wrath tokens. Until the start of your next turn, all your units have armor of six against melee and shooting attacks, and your opponent cannot choose to make you gain wrath tokens. I must admit, I don't think I've ever seen this played. <laughs> so, I, it sounds very nice, but first you need six wrath tokens. Secondly, you need to pl play two dice. Um, like, the effect itself does seem pretty nasty, but like once you've actually played this effect, and, um, yeah... Like you don't actually have that many dice left to play, to enjoy, uh, uh, to enjoy them. Uh, yeah, the rest of the abilities actually. So I'm not sure. It sounds yeah. very nice, but I think in practice it's very, very limited. Um, and I must admit, I don't think I've seen it played against me uh, at any point. I've seen it played once, uh, and that was in a kind of a stalemate game where it was like. Um... Head of the warlords or whatever um and it was just like yeah you can you can charge me but i can i have like nothing's gonna happen and so yeah this 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 definitely is i think possibly the worst ability on here uh just six which rest is, which is, is strange right because like, yeah you'd say like if you're getting six armor on your uh on your warriors or something it's pretty amazing but yeah I don't know why it's it's so difficult to play. I guess the combination of both like having to have the wrath and then also having to play this plus everything else makes it a little bit difficult. And I mean it's the it's an uncommon which is super super good on this board like for the basic abilities and for the abilities down here because it usually substitutes for rare which is incredible. And then it also takes a rare which is insane on this board for uh, pagan faith or punishment. So and then six wrath, six wrath tokens spent on on Song of Steel is just also a ton more value. So it Legends just isn't good enough. Yeah, yeah I guess so too. And and I guess if you are gonna see this, it's gonna be in the last two turns basically, and then probably a combination of Legends and then uh, Fury of the Pagans just to move everyone and charge them as much as possible to get um, to get like an effect out of the armor six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, right. yeah. Starting on, uh, or finishing off on a little bit of a downer on the, on this board, but the rest of the board, I think we would uh, rate it pretty highly. Yeah, of course. And it's it's incredible. Yeah, personally as well, I, I, I don't think I've ever had an easy game against Yom's Vikings. It's always... Um, they don't exist, man. Yeah, it's always a, a difficult game. You always have to be on your toes. You always have to make decisions, even in your opponent's turn, um, stuff like that. So I think it's a very interesting board. It keeps you also engaged in the game because you constantly have to weigh up um, if you're going to allow the Yom Viking player to use the full ability or, uh, or give them Wrath. Uh, I think normally I try not to give them Wrath until maybe the last turn where they either haven't put things on the board and they can't use like the wrath or it will be very limited. Um, but normally every time you give them wrath early on the game, you, you regret it later. So yes. Yeah, for sure. 
it's unfortunately that's the case and and i guess unfortunately as well it means that sometimes a yom's viking player just won't be able to use a number of these abilities that need wrath i mean yeah the they by putting down one die onto appeal to the gods to be able to re roll more saga dice or one die onto song of steel or Holmgang, that's usually enough to use your other seven dice to play them with the abilities that you can actually play because having that die on there is usually like enough of a threat to say, okay, I don't want to give you wrath. So, JP, how do you like? And I know you've just went into it a little bit, but what's what's your strategy to actually beating them? Like, do you just, yeah, how how, how do you beat the Yom's Vikings? I think the uh, well, number one, they have relatively small units uh, a lot of times. I don't think I've seen like a, a unit of 12, uh, 12 warriors running around very often with them because you mm -hmm. just don't have enough dice otherwise. Mm -hmm. I think it would be quite powerful to, to try it out. Um, but I, I guess the easy way of saying it is, is you just, depending on your your warband as well, because if you have a melee-focused warband, you're going to have a bad time. Uh, you need to engage them, and if you're not wanting to give them wrath, they're just going to, yeah, they, they can just use the full, kind of like their full abilities, do a lot of damage. Um, it's going to be a bad time. And normally uh, they can line up a few things and, and like the trade won't be good for you. Um, in terms of uh, if you have more of a shooty warband, like uh, the like the Welsh, Mounted Welsh or Huns or something like that, you can definitely uh, just pepper them to death, try not to get into uh, combat range with them, which is a little bit hard, especially with the, the multiple activations and the um, and removing their fatigue. So that's tough. Um, but and, and you just constantly, there's nowhere to hide from them either. They don't have any yeah. shooting, but they have Nordic Tempest, which is pretty much equivalent to, or even better than having like a unit of levy shooting at you, basically. So I agree, yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's never going to be easy. So focus on the scenario itself. Try not to get engaged and try not to get there. Uh, uh, try not to give them too much uh, too much wrath. Is basically the best I can do on the uh, on giving you uh, advice on how to beat them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's fair though, right? The it, it, it there, there's usually a point in the game where you need to decide. Okay, is this the fight that makes me lose this game? And that's the fight where you really need to. Uh, just, just decide. Okay, I'm giving them all the wrath, like ten wrath now, and there's one turn to come, and I'm think I think I can weather it, or like I need to win this without giving them wrath because there's enough on on their board still, so they could use that wrath to absolutely whoop my ass, and um, I I think that to to beat the Yom's Vikings, you kind of have to have a good understanding of the of, of the scenario and of the strength of the, the the board state and everything i think these guys are a deceptively strong warband like they they look like there's just a bunch of abilities that you can always cancel and it's fun it's gonna be fine but that's just not the case and so they are uh the best advice to to i think to if you want a a, a blanket advice for everything it's just don't ever give them wrath and uh, unless they unless they have no way to use it um throughout the game and so yeah and that's 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 pretty shit advice because it doesn't actually work in every every scenario but man these guys are tough to beat yeah 
definitely. I think also the um, um, like I think they they were very popular to begin with, and now they slightly like there's always one or two Joms Viking players, but given their strength, I'm always surprised how few there are. Um, in terms of just raw numbers of of Joms Joms Viking players, but anyway, I think the we... their their draw is a little bit. Their, their draw has suffered a little bit by by this because when when there's already like four or five uh, strong and strong and I think well represented players like they that are active in the community, the draw to also do Yom's Vikings is kind of low. Maybe the same as with Huns or Goths or whatever. I feel like uh, for the for the um, World Cup there were not that many Huns, um, considering it's the warbands talked about so much and so i think that's that's kind of the that 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 suffers that these warbands suffer in actual player numbers because people are like nah, i don't want to do them if everybody else is doing them right i think the space marines would uh would disagree with you on that one that, that's uh, just different man it's so easy to get into space marines because every battle box gives you like 15 million space marines for two and a half euros so that's just that's different. All right, let's get into into modeling options, right? Let's do it. I think the aesthetics of the the Yom's Vikings are somewhere. If if you're following the the saga aesthetics anyway, it's somewhere halfway between um, pagan Rus and and Vikings a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I have seen a, a very wide range of of different warbands. So. Going from the Gripping Beast Dark Age Warrior route, from like it's just warriors with yeah spears and axes and and kind of like your your very standard looking guys, uh, to what Gripping Beast has, which are just really nice looking, um, uh, really nice looking models, um, and I think it's actually sculpted by the same guy who does who did a lot of the footsore models, so those are very compatible as well. Um, at the moment, I think Victrix is coming out with a Pagan Rust plastic box as well, so that should be like a really good one to mix in with the rest of them as well. And Absolutely, kind of make a pagan, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pagan, or sorry, a Yom's Viking, uh, Yom's Viking Warband. So I think a lot of options, just using standard Viking models with some heavy weapons as well, is completely valid. So lots of different options, pretty much perfect portability between Vikings and Yom's Vikings, if you want to go down that route. Yeah, man, it's just it's just a very easy to build, very strong warband. Like that's just that's the that that's kind of rare, rare I think, where it's where just the basic the basic models in a warband make it. It's just so good that it's it's perfectly fine to just grab a box of, just grab a box of box of Victrix Vikings and go for it. Yeah, and I think yeah, there's also a bunch of in, insanely detailed metal models for them, right? Yeah, Gripping Beast has has really nice ones. Um, I'm sure, there's like everyone has like a Viking range, so it really depends on what you want yeah, to. Yeah, fair uh, enough. <laughs> yeah, what you want to do. I mean, like it seems like every single miniature manufacturer has a Viking range of some sort. So go nuts. Right. Um, whichever Enjoy. aesthetic you want, you can you can go for it. So no issues yeah. there. How would you build a warband though? I think the, the the basic three points of warriors, three points of hearthguard works really really well with these guys. Um, that's definitely what I've seen a lot. Like for the warriors, like ten eight six, 
and then for the hearth card six and six or just one and a half points of hearth card and the, the rest uh put into one or maybe six and six for the warriors again something like that i think that's just it's just it's 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 really not that big of a deal with these guys because everything's so good and the equipment options are determined in the game when you need it to be when i need them to be and yeah that, that's i think that's that's usually what you see and i think you don't there's very rarely a heavy weapon in the warbands i see and if there is it's usually on like a six or eight man unit of warriors and never on hard card which makes sense uh, this might be a hot take for many people, but I think heavy weapon hearth guard are probably the the worst combination of <laughs> of unit type with equipment. Um, yeah, I think with Song of Steel as well, you can get a lot of the benefits of javelins or sorry of heavy weapons uh, when you need them. Yeah. Um, so I think there it's it's it gives you the flexibility, and you don't need to commit to having them the the entire game. So. Um, yeah, I think they look very cool, but they're not necessary. I think as yeah. well, like yeah, the the three points of hearth guard, three points of warriors. Say hey, you're gonna go, yeah. It's it's not gonna be down to the 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 unit composition as much as just being able to know the board and be able to put your opponent into like some bad bad trades, basically. I agree. I agree. That's it's 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 it's, it's very different to other warbands where like the unit composition makes such a big difference. This is just. Honestly, put anything down. It's gonna be. It's gonna be how you position them and play with them, and how how well you can use wrath tokens as a threat to say to your opponent, "Don't ever give me wrath." <laughs> yep. All right. So I think overall, like the, the the models themselves and the equipment options, give you like are a very interesting way of getting started with Saga for like a new person, since you just need. You don't need to worry about levy, and you don't even need to worry about equipment options. Uh, yeah. But in terms of the board itself and being able to play it uh, well, I think it's actually a pretty tough one to master. I absolutely agree. I, I honestly, I'm scared to play these guys. Right? I'm. We're appreciating them right here, but I'm. I don't want to play them because I feel like it's just. It's gonna be. I, I like mind mind, fucky warbands, but this is just I don't know, not for me. It's too much. Right. Yeah, <laughs> stop! I don't want to think. Yeah. All so. right. Let's. Um, uh, what's let's what's maybe your... give them? Yeah, I was gonna ask you because I was trying to think about like a scale. So I think they they go. They kind of have like the the baggy trousers. So uh, I'm gonna give them a a four out of five baggy trousers. Um, my my reasoning here is uh, modeling options really good. You can go nuts on them because essentially they're just like pirates and they'll have uh, uh, various equipment options and they can have like really gaudy uniforms. So there's no no reason you can't just go absolutely nuts on painting them with like the most outlandish patterns and colors. Uh, and also you don't have any levies to worry about, so it's going to be a relatively small warband. Um, and then the playstyle itself, I think it can be a little bit... Um, Maybe disheartening as a Yom's Viking player when you can't, like, so, there's just going to be a number of games where you're never going to get Wrath, and then mm -hmm. you just can't use like a number of the the abilities, yeah. which kind of defeats the purpose of having a battle board. Uh, so I think that 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 is maybe the only downside to this uh, to this warband. But playing against them is always um, 
like very taxing because you're you're constantly making decisions also in your opponent's turn but it's it's normally a lot of fun and it gives you also a little bit of control over your uh kind of like your destiny like you you have a quick win where you cancel ability but it means you get absolutely crushed later on in the game when they get their wrath token so it's um like if you get crushed it's kind of down to yourself as well so it's yeah. always fun, fun war, war band to play against. So I, abs- um, I agree. Yeah, overall, I absolutely agree. Yeah, overall very fun. So no, it's powerful, but it's not. It doesn't feel like it's like crushingly powerful. Mm-hmm. I think I'll give them four point two because they're one of the few factions that kind of can't really stop them being uh, one of the few uh, foot factions or uh, infantry factions where you can't really stop them from being fast anyway and they are so good up at objective based games where it's about getting objectives and moving them back and they are so good at uh, objectives uh, at scenarios where you just need to fight your opponent and that's just that combination i think is kind of rare and incredibly brutal and so 4.2 and of course simon uh the Grand Melee Germany winner from last year uh, played the, or from two years prior, no, I think it was last year, uh, played the Jums Vikings and to perfection, of course. And so they are they are definitely, definitely very good. 4.2 uh, baggy trousers out of five um, heavy weapons. All right, awesome. I guess that completes our Jums Viking review. So thank you very much for... Uh for listening and uh, to the next time see you next time cheers guys bye bye